Hey, and welcome to The Daily Run. This is Mike Mills with the Run of the Mills podcast. Hey, we're going through the Book of Romans, and we are in Chapter 2. Romans Chapter 2, and I'm going to back up a little bit and do a little overlap of what we talked about last time. And, uh, and that was where Paul talks about there being no partiality with God, for there is no partiality with God. God is not a respecter of men. He is not like we are. I was talking to somebody recently about a large church that uh, that I'm familiar with, and at that church they have some um, some folks that are celebrities, local type celebrities. And I heard one of those celebrities on the radio one time talking about. Uh, their telephone and, and somebody was talking to them about their life and such. And they said, you know, I have like three numbers on my phone on speed dial. They are my coach, my nutritionist, my nutritionist and my pastor. And, and I thought it was really odd because uh, I knew that most people, well, I knew that any member of that church that was to call up the church and say, Hey, I want to talk to the pastor wouldn't be able to. Uh, the church was big enough that if you wanted to talk to the pastor, you weren't going to be able to. And so it, it got me thinking like, wow, that's that's a, that's kind of a non-biblical thing to, to have certain folks at the church have access to the pastor. You know, another time uh, there was one of those celebrity type folks that was on a television program and there was the pastor with them. And I thought, again, you know, if I was going to be going to do something, there's no way that the pastor would be there with me. Uh, now, that's not to say the church didn't have pastors available, but not the main guy, you know. And uh, and so that's one of those things that I, I always thought was kind of odd. I've never had to deal with that myself, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I think celebrity is a difficult thing. Uh, but, you know, the book of, of uh, James warns us about giving special treatment to people with money because that's kind of the way humans work. We put value to people based on what they do or what they have. And God's not a respecter of men in such ways. And so anyway, he says there's no partiality with God. And what he's moving on to right here is he's moving past this idea of there are some people that are self-righteous to the fact that there are some people that are super religious. And so he was talking about the Jews and the Greek. And so he says this, and we read this last time, for as many as have sinned without the law will perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. Now, just to stop for a second, this word justified is a word we're going to see a lot in the book of Romans. It is one of the key uh, aspects of the book of Romans, this issue of justification. And it's important that we understand terms. And this is one of the things I'm very big on, and I've become bigger on in the last couple of years about defining terms. And when you talk to people, it's important to understand what what they what they're actually trying to tell you. One of the dangers that we have as as people is that we tend to hear things in light of what uh, well, in light of our own dictionary. And so sometimes someone will say something to me and I'll hear it in light of my understanding of certain words and I can completely misunderstand them because they're not using this, the words the way that I'm using those words or the way that I'm used to using those words. And we, we've talked about this in the past about how the Bible uses English words in a different way than we use them in the common English vernacular. 
And, uh, and that's just one of those things to be aware of. And so when, when we're talking with people, maybe you're, you're sharing with somebody, you know, that's, uh, involved in a, uh, a cult, or maybe they're in a different sect or, uh, a different, uh, uh, denomination than you are, or they're part of a certain movement. Sometimes they'll use terms that mean something different than what you mean. And so it's always a good idea to define terms. And, and I have, I have some friends that, that I talk with about issues and political things and, and, uh, scriptural and spiritual things and religious ideas and things like that philosophy. And one of the things I think I bother some of them with is that I'm very careful about how I answer. And sometimes I'm even uh, accused of uh, of dodging the question when it's not my intention. My intention is not to dodge the question. My intention is to be very careful about how I answer because I don't want to answer their question in a way that's incorrect. Uh, not incorrect, like not factual, but incorrect by saying something um, in a way that they would take it wrong because they mean something totally different by their use of terms than what I'm understanding them to be asking me. And, and so sometimes this happens where, where you have to say, now, wait a minute, what do you mean by justification? Or what do you mean by sanctification? What do you mean by righteousness? You know, what do you, what do you, when you use that word, what do you mean by that? You know, a lot of people talk about like anointing. Well, what do you mean by that? Because one of the problems that I have is a lot of times uh, I will take it, in a New King James fashion. In, in other words, uh, I mostly study through the New King James. Uh, sometimes I use the ESV. Uh, there's a couple other versions I like, but I don't spend a lot of time, for example, in the NIV. And so sometimes I will be very particular about certain words because those words are commonly used in the translations that I'm used to. And so in my um, in my Christian lingo, I will use those terms while I will never use other terms. But for other people, they'll open up the Bible and they'll use a term, and but they're reading the NIV or they're reading the uh, New Living Translation or another translation that I'm not used to, uh, or they're from a, a different uh, denomination that uses a certain one, and they'll use a word or terminology that I'm, I'm not familiar with, or I will take it in a different way. Uh, an example of that is like the word proud. Uh, one of the things that I hear people say a lot is, you know, to their kids, I'm proud of you, or, oh, I'm just, I was just bursting with pride when I saw this or that. And for a long time, I got really picky about that because, again, I'm, I'm particular about words and what words mean, especially in a biblical sense. And so the word pride, when you talk about like the New King James and the King James Bible, the word that we're talking about here is in the original languages means to be puffed up, to be inflated. It's not a good word. It's a bad word. You don't want to be proud. That's an, a negative thing. Uh and so I used to be really, really particular about that. When I'd hear somebody say like, oh, I'm so proud of you to their kid. I'd be like, well, that pride's a bad thing, but that's not what they meant, you know? And so here I am sitting back and, and passing judgment on their terminology, but it's not what they were. They weren't using the biblical understanding of the word proud. What they were saying was, son, I'm blessed. You honored me with, with your life today. You know, they were, they were saying I was, you know, I, I was impressed with you. It was awesome. You know, they were, that's the thing they're saying. They're not saying I'm, I have an inflated view of myself because of what you did today. Um, and so I'd get really particular about words and things like that. So, uh, so when we see these words like justified, it's a good thing to know, Hey, what does that mean? And so I want to give you some little, uh, some little tools or little tricks that help me to remember these things. Or So when we get the word justified, 
the root word there is just. And, and so when he talks about the Bible being justified, what he's saying is to be just as if you'd never sinned. That's what it means when he says justified, to be, to be made just as if you'd never sinned, to, to have the, uh, the case dismissed, so to speak. You know, when you hear about sanctified, that's another one you hear a lot, sanctified. And so what does sanctified mean? Well, there's a difference. There's a difference between justification and sanctification. And so when you hear about people talking about sanctified, I always think of Sanka brand decaffeinated coffee. And uh, when I was a kid, they always had commercials for Sanka brand decaffeinated coffee. And Sanka was coffee with the caffeine removed. And that always helps me remember sanctified because when we're being sanctified, we're being conformed into the image of Christ. Our sin is being removed. We're being purified. And so I always think of that coffee being purified, this caffeine being removed. And so when I think about that word sanctification in, in regards to me and you as Christians, I think about our sin being removed to us being refined, to be made more like Jesus. So uh, that's an important word to know uh, when we, when we talk about uh, that hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, or rather hearers of the law are not just, are not just in the sight of God, but doers of the law will be justified. And of course, like we talked about last time, who was a doer of the law? Well, nobody, everybody falls short. So how then are we justified? Well, we got to keep going. We'll talk more about that next time. Have a great day.